right, welcome, Lawrence White, Hi, famous producer and artiste. Something like that, I'm not sure I'll take that title yet, but... Right, perfect. So, for the listeners, me and Lawrence know each other, he was a producer. Oh, and Harrison Johns is here as well. Say hi, Harrison. Hello, I might, ju- I might jump in every now and again, but I'll leave you two to it, I think. <laughs> Perched in the corner. Hello, guys. Um, yeah, so Lawrence was the producer on The Apprentice. He lived with us in The Apprentice House. He knows all of mine and Harrison's secrets. Harrison's <laughs> <laughs> um, So we already know each other. Um, okay, so first of all, Lawrence, I presume you know where this goes. We have a quick fire round. Just okay. Just to get to know you a little bit. Okay. So we're going to say to you this or this, and you have to answer. I'm just going to be so bad at it. We won't bring you, so not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Let's do this. Unit or apprenticeship? Apprenticeship. I'm a celeb or the apprentice? The apprentice. Harrison or Michaela? Michaela. <laughs> oh, my God. Producer <laughs> or painter? Producer. Brexit or remain? Remain. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Money or fame? Money. Trump or Obama? Obama. Employed or self-employed? Self-employed. Jordan Shaw or the only way is Essex? The only way is Essex. Essex boy. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Oh, thanks for choosing yeah. me, though. Yeah, top man. Nice, mate. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> he had to. It's my podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was looking a bit weird. Right, okay. Perfect. And Obama? Yeah. So, Harrison, give us that fact that you were saying last night about Obama and his bombs. Yeah, it's 20, 26,000 bombs in 2017. 16. What? Yeah. Sad, I mean, I don't really speak on stuff that I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know too much about <laughs> politics, but I know that he's better than Trump. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? That can. Who do you prefer, Harrison? Probably Trump. What? Yeah, only because of those sort of facts. He's like a sus- he's a subtle. But do you know what? President. But what is the what are the facts for Trump? Um, for what Trump, are the equivalent facts? Uh, Bearing in mind that he hasn't done his full term. Yeah, that's it. I just I know think things employment's about. Employment's at an all time low ever in America, though. Unemployment, sorry. Since yeah, again, I'm, I don't know everything about it, but I just little things like that, like the most bombs ever by a president, I think he. Was Obama? Do you believe yeah. that? Because he comes yeah, across but, but when, you're, when you're saying that, you're also looking at a guy who's in for eight years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's also... No, no, in one year, that is. Oh, is it? Over? Yeah, like ten times more drone strikes than. It's sh- not I mean, I never even knew this until the other week. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, that's another story altogether. But that's American politics, and we don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I don't really know too much about politics. We went, we went straight in heaven. Then. Straight in heaven. <laughs> Never. Right, so Lawrence, mm. you were well, obviously we met on The Apprentice. We did, which was a lovely experience, and you was a producer. Still am. So, oh well, yeah, you were, you were then, and yeah. continue to be. So what? When you was at school, Lawrence, was you like, all right, okay, when I grow up, I want to be in TV. I want to be on TV. I want to be a producer. Did you have an aim or? No, 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 no. Like, the whole TV thing come about, like, just randomly. I went to uni, studied business. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was never any sort of, like, thought of going into TV. It's not It's not a career that growing up, I don't know, I don't think many people think, oh, I'm going to get into TV, do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Um, because, I don't know, I just wouldn't see it as a career, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you see people doing, like, media stuff and that. Do you not need that kind of degree yeah. for it to do... No, to, to get into TV, you don't. You don't have to have a degree at all. And so you just start at the bottom. You start as a runner, and then you just work your way up through the level. So, yeah, you don't you don't need a degree at all. Um, oh, right. I thought, like, no. you would have to do a degree in, like, camera or something. No, 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 you can learn all that. <laughs> you can Is that a degree? <laughs> in camera. No, you you learn all that as you go, as you go along, do you know what I mean? So, oh, right. mm. so what, did you just see something advertised for a show and for a runner, and that's how it started? No, so basically what happened is that I come out of uni, I wanted to make a lot of money, I just started a business degree and all that. Um, so I went 
uh, and went to a stock trading company and it was like a bit like Wolf of Wall Street yeah. sort of trying to make loads of money with, like, on the phone all the time and all this. I hated it because I hate being on the phone. Uh, and so I left there only after like, yeah, a short period of time and I was out of work, this is off the back of uni, and I was just at home and a couple of months went by and my mum was like, you need to get out of the house and start earning some money basically. Um, and a family friend at the time was a producer on X Factor and she was like, do you want to come in and do like a weekend of running? So like just helping out, making teas, clearing up rubbish, that kind of stuff. And yeah, like loved it sort of thing. And it got like the buzz of live studio, like this is like Simon Cowell walking down then, like Cheryl Cole and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it was wicked. Um, and then the following week, a uh, runner who was on the show full-time lost her job. Um, and that led to me kind of jumping into her spot. Or Why grave, did she lose the job? Uh, she did some stuff with a contestant, which you're not allowed to do. Rule number one oh, of TV. Really? Don't get with her. Don't get, there. It was in Ryland's year of X Factor. So who was the contestant then? Can't say, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't yeah, don't do anything with talent. <laughs> that oh, is, is that like is that number one number one rule? Yeah. to just pay you off. Yeah, yeah, it's like an unwritten rule of TV. Yeah, oh, slash, right. you get told. Yeah, well, I guess it's just like at working out, mate. Well, I mean, it worked out for me, but obviously, <laughs> not for her. <laughs> not for her. But I think she's doing amazingly well now, anyway. So oh, it's worked out. But and so then, so you start as a runner, and okay, so when you were a runner as well. Yeah. Then are people as awful to you as, as what you yeah. were? Yeah, I think like that stereotype from like movies of like starting at the bottom and stuff, that is true of like TV in that, yeah, like you do all the skivvy jobs and you're doing the longest hours and all that kind of stuff, but um, it does get better as you move up and up. Do you think you need that to like be like, right, this is the worst it's going to be yeah. and to get you used to TV because it's tough, in it? It's just stuff has to happen. And so it's kind of, you do your time, um, and then once you've done your time, then yeah, you have the, not right, but do you know what I mean? Like you kind of mm -hmm. gives you that grounding. You have to learn, like, like I said, cause you don't have to have a degree to do it. You need to learn like the terminology, like the basics before you can then move up, obviously like any job, I guess, to be able to then progress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, it, so when you're doing it and like the, the really famous people in that, who's been rude to you? Uh, who's the worst? Um, what about Gemma Collins? Have you I actually her? like her. I actually get oh, on with really? her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you hear all these stories and she's always on TV, mm. like, oh, I'm a diva, this, that, and the other. Yeah, so I do a lot, I work a lot on TOWIE. Um, and so I've got to know her like quite a bit over the years and stuff. And she's, yeah, she's, she's exactly like you hear about, but with me and a couple of, she's okay. But if she's not going to do something, she she's just not going to do it. Yeah, she ain't doing it. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> yeah. Has anything ever put you off? Like, all right, you th were you thinking that, oh, I just don't know if I can do this? What, TV? Yeah. The British, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 and the hours living you do. Living with you two, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, living with you two. Um, no, like, I love it. I love the stuff. Like, So, yeah, you do long hours, but I think the grass is always green, and I think in any industry now, you're doing a lot longer hours than you used to do in anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, no, I love it. So it's worth doing it, but... The hours are long sometimes, but it's also so sociable. Do you know what I mean? You meet like some of your best mates in TV and stuff. Yeah. So it's a bit of both. Like, well, obviously we're still friends yeah. and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. There are a lot of good sides to it. So and then so then you've been you was a runner on the X Factor. So then at what point? So then you level up and what is the next level? The next level is a researcher, and that's when you're getting more like once you're a little bit more experienced, you then start setting up shoots. You're doing like the dogs work, but you're doing a bit stuff that's a bit more editorial. So stuff that's a bit like set, yeah like I said setting up shoots 
um, you're casting people sometimes um, and that kind of stuff. But what you do will change and vary on each show that you do. So what you do on X Factor will be different to what you do on, say, X on the Beach or something like that. And have you worked on all of these? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your so favourite show? I've done quite. I've done quite a few shows. I've done like I do like quite a lot of entertainment and reality TV shows. Um, and my favourite show was actually MTV News. That was, oh, that really? was so yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. I was only there for a couple of weeks, but. Um, well, it was meant to be like an ongoing thing, but they ended up getting rid of the news and stuff. But you would you would do the news, and then in the evening you get to go to like all the cool events and that kind mm. of stuff to then review it for the news for like the upcoming days. And obviously, yeah. being young and that kind of stuff, it's like yeah, well, yeah like like sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then where where'd you go from researcher? Uh, assistant producer. And like as you're just moving up, you're getting more and more responsibility. So you go from organising shoots to like then having Oh, what's the best way of describing it? Yeah, you you basically just get more and more responsibility as you go up until you're actually like producing scenes or do you know what I mean? You're actually producing. So the then, content. do they like teach you like, oh, this is how you hold a camera, this is what will be good on camera? You don't have to learn it because there are different jobs. There are so many different jobs in TV, so that's why I'm, when I'm trying to describe what you do at each level, it changes from show to show. Mm. So you can go down a casting route and so you can do solely casting or you can do solely cameras, do you know what I mean? And become a producer director or um, you can be a location producer, which is more of what I do, which is more like, yeah, producing the cast on location, not so much cameras and that kind of stuff. So there are different facets to it. Well, you guys kind of see it as well, having been on TV and stuff, how it all works, do you get what I mean? Yeah. And so then how long would it, so why long did it take you then to get from runner to producer five years it's actually not that long well yeah i mean i tried to do it the quickest who's ever done it (laughs) i tried to and i think i must be fairly close yeah oh really so i wasn't necessarily the youngest because i went to uni but in terms of speed of doing it maybe yeah and so why was that were you super talented just like i would do two jobs as well so like you would do i didn't when i could fit in extra days on different shows and stuff because it is freelance, you can go off and do other bits and pieces yeah. and stuff. But it's it's your network. Do you know what I mean? It's all because you are freelance. It's all on reputation. It's all on who you know. And so that's I make a point of knowing as many people as possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then, because it is freelance, so you're self-employed. So do yeah. you feel the pressure then as well? Because yeah. obviously you've no. And is it all freelance as well? Yeah, it's all freelance. I mean, as you move up, the contracts get longer because you'll you'll do the shoot and then you might go into the edit or something else might happen after that. So yeah, it can the the jobs do get longer, but you're still free. You're still freelance, I think. But for me, like I like a bit of security, and that is probably the most not scary, but it's it's a ball ache to keep looking after every three months or whatever six weeks yeah. of a job. You got to then look for an for another one. Do you know what I mean? But I guess you've got a good name now and good contacts. So. Yeah, exactly. It's it's scary in the beginning because you don't know many people, and so you're like scrapping around for jobs. But as you obviously know more and more people, then people will contact you and that kind of stuff. And but then what is it? You just have to have the balls to apply for the next level up. So you've been a runner for whatever X amount of months, and then you're like, you know what? I can be a researcher now. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be more like your your boss. So like the exec producer or the series producer will then step you up. They'll be like, oh, this show is coming back. Do you want to come back? And we'll give you the next title up um, if you do come back and that kind of thing, if they feel you're ready and you've done done enough time. I guess know? after a while, people approach you rather than you applying. Does it get like that? If you've been doing it for four years, will shows know who you are and say, actually, we need Lawrence? That was like. Yeah, yeah, they do. Especially when you've been doing the same types of shows, you get like you get a bit of a niche. That's why I say I do like entertainment shows and reality. But even that, that's quite broad still because yeah. like some people just focus on like reality or just do entertainment yeah. or just studio shows that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I like to 
keep my hands in pot. I like, I like to know, be able to know how to do a lot of different things so that when you get to the top, you have an understanding of like yeah, how it's all pieced together. So if you're on The Apprentice, say for example, you know what it means to cast a show, you know what it means to actually be on location and filming it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when you're making a decision, you've got like, you can make a, a more um, educated decision on mm. how it's gonna affect things, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then do you think, when you was on The Apprentice, obviously you, so when we was in The Apprentice, you have your producers and whatnot out on location, but then you also have to have a production team living in the house with you <laughs> because, um, why did they even do that? Just to make sure welfare. you are right, Yeah, well, yeah, welfare and just make sure everything's ticking. If there's any problems, there's some people on hand to like, so that you can't look talk after you about the time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. that task talk. <laughs> you're not allowed to look Stop talking about tasks, <laughs> even though you try to. Lawrence <laughs> 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 must have been the most chilled person to ever live in the house. But was that your first year on The Apprentice? Yeah, first <laughs> and only year. I haven't done it again since. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so then, so you, but you lived in the house then. So was that a step yeah. down for you? Uh, yeah, at the time I went from producer to assistant producer. You did come on set of us sometimes, didn't you? On to location with us, were you not? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. But um, that was more just like an experience thing. Oh, but right. I did it just because I was a fan of the show at the, t- yeah. at the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't really watch it. I don't really watch any TV these days. Yeah. So I was just a massive fan of doing it. And so I wanted to at least do, give it one try. And yeah. So I've done most of the shows that I wanted to. And so what did you do. think? What was your experience like? Yeah, well, I mean, like you guys, it was you get to know people so well when you're living in the house with someone. I think that changed yeah. it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're getting to know people on a different type of level. Yeah. Yeah, because it's nuts. Because when we live in the house together, like, you can't have TV, you can't listen to the, yeah. that grinding my gears. Like, you can't even listen to the radio. Yeah. can't do anything. You can't talk about what's going on on <laughs> task anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. all you can yeah. do is just sit there and get yeah. fed to know each other. It's weird. We're saying how quick you get to know someone. I think it's like after task two or three, everyone thought they knew each other. Yeah. Inside out, but been there like for like six days, days. Yeah. yeah, something stupid like that. They tried doing Big Brother, you get to know each other real well. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. yeah. Well, you've got more nothing intense, to, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously you see people do, exactly, you see people do tasks, but then that task will take up, I don't know, even say a couple of hours during the day, and then you've got 20 or well, 22 hours then yeah. to literally just. Mm. Yeah, like we would at least we'd be out all day when yeah, we'd go exactly. out and, then, and so it just breaks. Oh, could you imagine Big Brother for that? Be nuts, I, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I'd, I'd end up climbing that wall definitely. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't be able to just sit there, and it must just do your head yeah. in. Yeah. It's, Have it's, you worked on Big Brother then as well? Yeah, I done Big Brother at the end of last year. I did the last series because it's obviously not there anymore, and so I went back actually to do The Voice or something the other day, and it's in the same place as Big Brother used to be, and mm. they've knocked down the house now. So it's have they? It's all gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like a literally just a massive pit of just an empty hole of where it was. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. It's mental because yeah, exactly. It's been there for so long, so it's like yeah, that's kind of mental. Did you see all the business plans before? Uh, so no, I remember, no, I, I, no. You, you there did. was a couple of people that were dealt with certain yeah. candidates. Is me and you that were talking? Yeah. Oh yeah, me and before. you actually. Oh, well. it, you, yeah, you, yeah. You I, well, I think yeah. I had both of you, didn't I? So oh, yeah, before before you go into the apprentice process, you obviously you have one of us. And one of the tasks was to like get your business plans in, make sure that oh, all the paperwork yeah, and all that kind of stuff is in on time and all that kind of stuff. I remember being nervous to talk to you. I remember when like, yeah, if the phone no. was ringing, I'd be like, all right, if I'm with <laughs> someone, I'd be like, right, I'll go. And I'd be like, right, yep. Yeah. Um, and all the questions he'd ask, I'd be like, I wonder if I said the right thing. So yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then when he saw you, I, I, I always felt, remember when I met you, and I was like, oh, you are not. I really imagined him for Luke. Yeah. I thought it would be like some white, grungy <laughs> stoner. That, you know, because of his voice, I thought like, he was just constantly stoned. Put on that phone voice, <laughs> Like, yeah. Some like indie guy, and then I met you. I was like, Lawrence, what <laughs> the fuck? 
Yeah, so um, so yeah, we just collect it in. No, we don't look at the business plan. Like literally, you get it and then you just hand it on to the to the pals. Oh, right. You know so I remember, yeah. I was even like Lawrence. What did you think of my business plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just send me the business plan. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, that's that. But um, but yeah, that's a. It's gone so quick, hasn't it? But it was actually Nuts. a while ago, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. But think when the third one since. So we were one. like sitting, all sitting in a room. So me, Harry, Sarah, and Sarge was like really good friends, and we'd sit in a room, and you have to have a producer come in and sit with you, don't you? But make sure yeah. you're not talking about Tasker, <laughs> doing things you shouldn't be. Yeah. And Lawrence was the only one who would. You, I mean, you were terrible at your job. You come <laughs> in and be like, "Hey, all right." Sometimes you come and have a chat with us, <laughs> like about Task. <laughs> no, I do, I, like, I do think like in I like to, I've like to think I was quite a people person, and so like even when I do, I do a lot of reality shows, it's good to be able to relate to people on a level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not take things so seriously. Obviously, there's a line, and I think that I don't know. I felt like even with you guys, like you would respect a lot yeah, more what I'm saying necessarily sometimes just because we got on. Yeah, because even when you like, said, "Oh, don't do that," you'd be like, "Alright, cool." Yeah, whereas. Yeah. No, yeah, well, that's it. No, no that's if you're true. being fine yeah, and a bit more lenient, then you're just like, all right, yeah. For, if you're saying this now, then like we really yeah. can't be doing that. But yeah. we spoke a lot about business while we're in there as well, don't we? Yeah, I'm just generally interested in, in business, which is why I wanted to do the show like so much anyway. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah, I found it fascinating, even just being around like Lord Sugar and all them kind of people. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, amazing. Yeah, you were saying just, you uh, had like bits going on, and you you'd done up some maze, is that job? Which yeah, no. So I, like I think it's all kind of been a journey. So like obviously I've done the whole TV. Well, I am still doing the whole TV stuff. And I've tried to do like loads of. I just like to work, like work. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And whilst we're young, can still actually physically do it. And I tried like loads of different stuff, like jeans companies, like doing a bit of yeah property stuff and and whatnot. And then more recently, art. And it's just kind of uh, the art is stuck, but it's always been something that I've been interested in having like something on the side, like a side hustle or whatever you to to kind of yeah, complement what you're doing. Where, where did that come from? I didn't even know you. Oh uh, yeah, because like we spoke so much in the apprentice. Yeah. You never like we spoke all the time didn't we and mm. you never mentioned like you was an artist to no. us and then just randomly I seen it on his Instagram one day and I'm like what the fuck what's the event yeah no I mean yeah it kind of it did kind of come out of nowhere I was on the um, Big Brother last year and like I said I've been doing all these things on the side and it wasn't really working do you know what I mean like just mm. nothing was really sticking or getting any sort of traction yeah um, that's the thing though it's getting the traction and yeah. sticking with it long enough to get because it takes ages to get traction yeah exactly it. and like I think you massively got to be like a bit more passionate about it to make yeah, it definitely. work like I mean you're both business yeah. people you know so and then I just painted a picture of Kanye West um, whilst I was on Big Brother at the time just in my spare time and stuff and my friend at the time was on Love Island um, or was it? No, he w he went on to be on Love Island and he eventually bought uh, a painting mm. of Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. He put that. it on his social media and then, yeah, been kind of painting ever since, really, just because it's kind of, yeah, picked up. Was that, did it, was that where it kind of went from? Yeah, yeah, like kind of, yeah, went, I wouldn't say viral, but like then that's when I got my first request, which led to the second, which, do you know what I mean? And they kind of... So people are just like snowboard. commissioning the prop. So people want you snowboard. to paint originals and then you'll then make canvas and then you'll make prints of them afterwards to sell as well, or do you do? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do prints of like, <laughs> um, just, yeah, just as like a little extra money earner on the side or whatever. But the main thing is like, yeah, painting pictures of icons and mm. um, people's faces, etc. that kind of thing. Yeah, so I did that. So we've seen, obviously, when you do these paintings. So what's your Instagram as well for people who are listening? Um, at Lawrence underscore M underscore White, which is L-A-U-R-E-N-T. And then you can see that you've got all your yeah, and, and, on there, right now. Yeah, exactly. And so Instagram is amazing. Like I'm a huge, huge advocate of like using it 
before that uh, I started using it for my art, it's like, yeah, it's nice to share a couple of yeah. pictures, but you realise how important it is as a platform when you realise that your work or your business or whatever can massively grow from doing it right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. And when you go into, cause, so if it's like my businesses are all business to business, so I just use B2B, LinkedIn yeah. for me, like that is absolutely amazing. I got my investment from it and most of my work comes from LinkedIn. Yep. But when you're doing it business to consumer or to customer, then Instagram and Facebook mm. and all these yeah, things will work because you're yeah. going straight to the audience, aren't you? FLC as well. And it's like, it's the organic nature of it as well that means you can just reach like a lot of people if, like I said, if you if you do it. And I think that's where, like, obviously we've been talking about the TV stuff, but that's now where that's actually helping me. And I'm just, I am still careful about who I use because there's kind of a, a respect or like a... Do you mean who you paint? Unwritten role, no, who I paint for. So, right. like, someone I'm working on a show with, I wouldn't necessarily do a painting for them because it would be kind of... Yeah, not a mean. conflict of interest yeah. maybe or if I, you're actually working with a yeah person. working with someone and I'm actually doing paintings for the people that I'm like producing on, on location or whatever so I would but like people that I've met in the past so for example you guys or yeah. like I don't know Chloe Ferry from Geordie Shore or different people that I'm now not working with I'll do paintings for those kind of people and what's going to go on to say was is that like the whole meeting all the TV people and the personalities and stuff they're like influencers on, on social media and so that's now helping me yeah. build my platform because I'm harnessing them like mates to basically do paintings for and it's, promote my it's like stuff. the perfect mix of jobs really isn't it producer where you're working with influencers and you're an artist so you can mix the two it's ideal yeah but it's hard, it's hard though like as in if you look at my Instagram you wouldn't realise that I will still work in TV and so I talk about a lot about side hustle and stuff but what people are not seeing so much of is that like I'll go on and I don't know I'm working on Absolutely Ascot at the moment so I'll go on location produce all day and then I'll come back and then be working till like late at night to then still yeah, be able to get yeah, content yeah. out do you know what I mean yeah. and so it's it's working but it's, it's hard but you guys obviously yeah. know all about that yeah, no, as it's well, just a graph I mean? but if anything's going to be successful the thing is and like you say people will look at your Instagram and they wouldn't know that you're a producer yeah. full time as well mm. so then and that's the difficult thing isn't it? You, people look at you and think like oh it's so easy like you've landed on that and this that and the other and nobody sees actually the graph that is going on no. behind the yeah I'd never know you're a producer from oh, it's only because I know you but, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah that's that's nuts when you think about it now if you're doing I, I actually thought you stopped it because you used yeah. put some yeah. films up didn't you of when you was like producing I guess yeah 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 I guess yeah. you're not allowed are you allowed to like kind yeah, of document your producing job for your Instagram he does do that uh, it's a bit touch and go like you can't really do it real time because you'll give away stories uh, of, of course, like what's yeah. going on in the show that you're working on and stuff so it's a little bit difficult to be able to keep doing yeah. that but I, I mean no not really not really like a lot of the productions you now go on they'll be like be careful with what you're putting on social mm. media and whatnot. But essentially, as a rule of thumb, no. And then, like, there's certain stuff that you can yeah, put up. Course, like, people yeah. do put up stuff and, you know, it's fine and stuff. But you have to be, and like, the, proper The careful. other thing I wanted to ask you, Lawrence, you know about, um, obviously, the massive thing at the minute about production companies having a responsibility to look after the candidates and mm. everything that's gone. Have you ever worked with Sandler Island? No, I got interviews slash was going to work on this one that's happening now. Um, but I ended up doing the show Absolutely Ascot instead like come afterwards sort of thing so I'd already ah right okay so yeah I mean obviously with what happened on Love Island but then more recently as well even Jerry McHale as well mm. and all these things going on now yeah. obviously you work on that side of things I know because I've interviewed like Josh and Charlotte for instance and I know from my personal point of view 
who I think is to blame and what should be happening. But what do you think? Do you feel like... As Which is what, by the way, out of interest? Uh, my opinion is, I think, with, with The Apprentice, I think it's just a little bit of a different thing. And I feel like I was looked after fine. You were well looked after I, on The I Apprentice. I think it's the, it's the yeah. pre-warning thing, I think. And we did have that on The Apprentice where you go on and they say to you, listen, this is what's going to happen. You will be famous for a few months. And then we got to meet a past candidate as well. Um, that was after we'd finished filming, but before it had gone on TV. And they was like, listen, you aren't going to just, people aren't going to come knocking on your door. You have got to work when this is on TV, work hard. And this, that and the other. So you kind of yeah, learn. Do that. Yeah, I, and I think that's what all these other shows should do because it really, that really helped me. There was like, you're going to get recognised in Marks and Spencer's. I'll never forget that because about two weeks after it being on, some, some old lady come over to me in Marks and Spencer's when I was dog shit rough <laughs> and was like, oh, hi, you want The Apprentice? I was like, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like, and they tell you all these things like in the the one girl who, who come on to us, she was like, I didn't get any work until December and then it was only because I grafted all this time, you know, yeah. for the months that it was on and this, that and the other. So I think for me, that was fine and I think that's what all these other production companies need to do and be like, listen, you are going to be famous but then you're not going to be famous anymore mm. and so make the most of it while it's on TV and get what you can because then somebody else is going to come and to me I think that's where the issues have been with, with other people I don't know the ins and outs but it seems like uh, they're having issues with the not so much the rise of fame but it's the fall and then when people stop really liking you so then either ignoring you are, uh, and, and trolls I mean I think trolls have got a, a lot to blame as well because they don't understand the detrimental effect that some of the things that are saying actually have on the human being who they're saying it to as well I think yeah there's a couple of things in there with the social media thing I think it's easier than ever to criticise someone and you're never going to see that person yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just too easy to be able to be like, dishing out. Yeah, you get loads of it. Yeah. Hate and what's in oh, that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just on that, just quickly back on on the art for a sec. I'm starting to get a couple of like my first um, haters as such, oh, I and know. I love it. Oh, yeah, because really? it like it yeah. means you're doing something right. Hating what? Well, what does that? They'll be like, oh, my five-year-old kid could do that or whatever. And it's like, okay. Oh, oh, just dicks, so though, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, you was got this? I said, if you was, like, in a bar, for instance, and you went and put that up and you was like, oh, this is what I've done. Not one person yeah. would tell me, saying, like, no. my five-year-old could do that. They'd be like, oh, Especially yeah, when it's decent right. as well. I'm not yeah, saying no. yeah. it's well good. But, yeah, I mean, I just want to say, like, so it's kind of that because it's so easy to be digging people out and stuff. And I just think that people think it's now a business deal to go on these programs, isn't it? I mean, a lot of them have got agents. I guess we're all talking about Love Island here yeah. but they've got agents and stuff before they go on and so people see it as literally they're, they're told what to do and act like and so when it doesn't kind of go to plan like they think it's going to be like this ticket to success yeah, or it doesn't last then it's difficult to get your head around it mm. when you come out of a TV show you're doing press for that show or whatever you or you're going to parties off the back of that but what people don't realise is that when you're a celebrity they're not doing that all the time they'll do like the next series of their show and then they'll do all the press leads up to that yeah. they're not doing press all year round just no, month but after you, month you assume that if you haven't been on it didn't you you think they're all doing that because social like, media tells yeah, you that yeah so you think that you're constantly doing this but actually you see them for three hours on a good time at night and then the next day you're probably doing nothing exactly. and then you're probably on your own like and you don't get paid for it. I mean, Love Island's a little bit different because yeah, obviously they can make money from, from the social media. That's a, a kind of a different beast. But So if you take that one aside, like everybody, like people will meet me and Emerson, for instance, and they just 
think like, oh, we've got millions of pounds because we're at the apprentice. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, like I didn't get a single fucking penner. Mm. So don't be thinking of a millionaire because that, like I, the things that I buy for myself is because I've got businesses as well. Mm. And we're not judged for then going having a job and whatnot afterwards and, and making money in other ways. Mm. But other people, because they're not making money off social media stuff and all the rest of it, they have to go and get a proper job. And then they're judged and people are like, oh, what? Now you're doing eyebrows or now you're doing this. And yeah, that, and, that's, and that's difficult to take. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Um, so, you know, the people that have had, like, bad stuff happen recently, it's difficult to comprehend that it's not, you know, you've got to keep up this certain type of lifestyle mm-hmm. because you get given all the, you know, the trainers and all this lot and you don't want to be seen to then be doing worse off. And so when the deals start going away and you're getting less and less people recognise you, following you and all that kind of stuff, but you're still trying to keep up with that, like, it costs a lot of money then because yeah. you're, instead of getting sent free stuff, you're then having to go buy that mm. stuff. You know, you spent a lot of money on hangers on, like, do you know what I mean? And that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's when that starts going away, that's tough to, like, deal with because you find yourself lost in, like, this point of, like, I can't really go back to a normal job because I'm too well-known or at the moment I'm too well-known and I don't, and I'm not really getting the TV work, but I'm doing, like, a couple of bits here just getting by it. And it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. But, and that's what I think should be explained to people. And, again, like, it was different for us on The Apprentice because both of us got investment off the back of it. But I already had businesses anyway, so we could just crack on with normal life and, like, we had something to focus on and you kind of have a purpose and that's fine because then we're seen to have done well because we got the investment and we've got the business to go at. But there's even other people who was on the same show as us, the same series, who didn't get an investment and then didn't already have a business and then, again, don't really have a purpose and then they've got to go and ask somebody for a job after they've just been on The Apprentice. Like, that's the times when people are struggling and that's, that's all I think that should be explained more to people. Like, listen, if you are not successful then you were, you're going to have to go and get a normal mm, job. And you, what you need to think about is that you were going to be famous and you might feel a bit shit about going to get a normal job. Like It's just people's expectations. You go on it and you think it's going to happen, but it just doesn't. How many times? Honestly, we had the worst know. expectations, me and you. Didn't we we no, just used to sit there and say to everybody, Listen, like you're dreaming, yeah. that is not going to happen. This is not going to change life. Yeah, I've never been we negative, but I sort of like looked into it before. I was like, it's not going to be what you think reality, at it, all. Yeah. And it... It, and by the way, you got yeah exactly. You got to remember like so. For example, let's take Love Island. There was forty people that went on it last year, and there will only be like a couple of people from that series. Forty, yeah, 30, people? 39 people That's that was nuts. actually in the villa, um, or something in yeah. there around that yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. Um, and only a couple of them will still be actually doing like regular media yeah. mm. not a couple of them like they'll be doing bits but the ones that you probably could still like yeah, reel off yeah. the top of your tongue sort of thing there's only like what five, six, seven, eight maybe yeah I remember and then, and even that, that Danny Dyer because it's Danny Dyer's daughter and um, exactly. her boyfriend Jack or ex-wife or whatever yeah. exactly and then once the next series comes then do you know what I mean you're competing with all yeah. those and then there'll only be like a couple that then survive so yeah the turnover of just reality star you know gone are the days where it's like kind of your household names from back in the day yeah, it's completely changed. There's just so many of them now that yeah. it's difficult to really like establish yourself. But that's what should be explained. So do you feel like so you've worked on all different TV shows here? And not mm. the ones where it has your regular people like Terry and Jada Shaw, because that's different. They're constantly on TV, so they're gonna get recognised all the time a bit more. But these high turnover shows like you're talking about, like Jerry McCall, for instance, that's even higher than The Apprentice or Love Island and then our X Factor the voice those type of shows where it's just reeling off candidates all the time do you feel like the production companies are doing enough to explain to them candidates or contestants whatever you want to call them exactly what is going to be happening and the expectations the reality of the situation that they're putting themselves into um, I think that now that stuff has happened obviously recently and it's been in the media with Jeremy Carnals that won't happen so much like even just be working on the shows that I'm working on now like it's changed so much already do you know what I mean the welfare is just another level already is it? and so yeah yeah like 
like the calls that go in, um, they'll often go and see like psychs and that kind of stuff as well whilst it's going on and they'll be aftercare as well. So yeah, yeah it's definitely changing. It's a weird one. We were listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan actually and I think Elon Musk, I don't know if you've ever heard it, and he was talking about it takes a while for any industry for regulations to be put in place. Um. It usually takes an, an event to happen for it to start. Um, like you're saying, like seatbelts it took years ago, like decades for them to become like a... A neat, like a, a must. So I mean, so same for now for reality TV. Now some some things have happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Now there's going to be regulations, like you said, you've seen and it, it exactly, more already. Exactly, and it only took the Mike situation and uh, Jeremy Cole to happen. Like, there was that girl, I can't even remember, was I say Sophie? Yeah. yeah. One person, like, obviously went and stuff, and it was only, and even that wasn't stopping anything, really. I mean, I'm mm. sure they'll yeah. put in more, more, but it's only when, it, like, this more recent stuff's happened, yeah, so it's like, um, right, okay, we need to address it, because it's now a thing, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's so it's harder. like, it's bad and good at the same time, isn't it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and what's your opinion of um, trials? On social media. Oh, what's your opinion of, of that whole thing? And I, I know we just touched on it before briefly when you said you're getting it, but what is your opinion of, of that whole thing and what, what people are doing there? T- two other people. And half the time, they're like 50-year-old men and women as well, with kids as they are. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd say I was mentally quite tough, so I'm, I don't know. It wouldn't really bother me. I guess when you're getting on the level that they're getting yeah. at, it might get a bit... It'll be hard to deal with, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it would be, wouldn't it? What like what do you do? Like, what do you do? Yeah, some of them will be getting. If there's a certain picture, you can you can get hundreds and hundreds and maybe even because even though thousands. you know, like but before you go on TV, like this is happening to other people. Still, you don't like someone saying something. To you don't you. know what it feels like, no. do you? And, until it happens to you, like I was, I'm like, think I'm hard as nails, and I was like, guy, yeah, I do not give a shit. If somebody says yeah. something to me, I'm gonna give it on. But still, there's be, there'll be times when I'm not feeling like I am today, where I'm like due on my period, yeah. or I've just had a kid, <laughs> or whatever it yeah. might be, and I'm feeling emotional, and then. Yeah. Some pricks piping up saying whatever they're saying like oh your kids mm. rang you know and then my head just falls yeah, off yeah I think there's quite a lot of young people in reality TV as well um, and it's like subconsciously that's affecting their decision to like get a bum implant get boob yeah. jobs and all this and it's just like yeah I just, it's just, but I guess if you're getting that all day long then that's why they get yeah, paid. Yeah, it's going to get you. And you know no matter what, like you, you, people think like they won't read all them comments, but you, you, you do. Can't, you and can't especially not. if you're just having one of them shit days, like you're going to mm. read it. And if it's the same thing all the time, like, oh, she's got no tits, she's got no tits. Got, at some yeah. point, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and I need some tits. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I can't yeah. cope with this anymore. It's harsh, isn't it, though? Yeah, exactly. But it's then like, it's difficult. these same people who are then piping up and being all like, oh, it's the production companies, this show should be struck off her, this, that, mm. and the other. And they've always got so much for saying. Every single person who has called any of these people have gone on that kill themselves after that then all of those people who have ever said anything should go and take a long hard look in the mirror and be like oh like i'm partly to blame because mm. all of these things it's a main up of all of these yeah, things yeah well, i would never think about that were they? i know but as if you couldn't like i would feel terrible if somebody went on to do something like that afterwards mm. and i would i would never give somebody shit online i just wouldn't do it because yeah. if i wouldn't say it to somebody's face then i just wouldn't say yeah. it at all and i think that's what normal people need to start looking at and thinking about like mm. oh potentially what you're going to say to somebody is going to tip them right over the fucking edge like have a word with yourself yeah. I just I don't really well yeah obviously I'm for the people that it affects then yeah it's bad but I guess like if someone's got the time to do that then do you know what I mean they've you just got to be looking at that and thinking well how have you got time to literally yeah, write that do you know what I mean like, well, what are you doing yeah. why aren't you working or doing whatever yeah. do you know what I mean half of them have got like a cartoon character as a profile picture so like it's not really yeah, anyone, like, is it? yeah that's why Josh said that when they have them little legs it means like it's a no pro- it's a yeah, fake it's profile just, just nothing. so that. that's just the the small five percent where social media is bad but the rest yeah. I think the rest is pretty good and like what it's doing for help my other business a little bit I think equals health but for what it's doing for you I've seen it kind of taken off massively and what did we see the other week didn't Ice Cube didn't he yeah that's yeah, unreal that, that was, was mental like, what that's yeah. that, that was my that was my reaction so that's too when it, that's when it's like social media is 
positive. Yeah, that's that is at its finest. Yeah, exactly, and that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Um, I think you're really clever though. You put like I'm shit at social media. I'm just like a typical mum. I just post pictures of my baby and occasionally <laughs> stories of Harrison doing something stupid. Like, I'm just like a typical 35 yeah. year old woman who don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. But yours is always good. Like all your hashtags and then like you're tagging these people in it. Yeah. I'm guessing just in the hope that then they're gonna retweet it. Yeah, hundred percent. I was um, <clears throat> my ex was a social media influencer and I learned so much from her just about like what it what you need to do to yeah. have a good account that will get traction and do you know what I mean. She's done. Yeah. She's doing amazingly well off the back of it and stuff. And so I learned, like, in that time with her, like, how it all works, and, like, and kind of how important it is. And so that's why I put so much time into kind of it now. Like, I, um, I guess I was, it helps that you're a producer though as well, so you're quite creative anyway. I, I guess, I guess to a point, but I spend more time on the distribution of my art than I do on the actual art. Oh, really? What do you mean? So I spend more time on my Instagram and what it looks like and replying to comments, yeah. putting up stories and all that kind of stuff than the actual painting of a picture. Yeah, right, yeah. And like doing stuff like this where we're talking about it, do you know what I mean? Like I could be painting the picture right now, yeah, but yeah. what I'm trying to do differently, I guess, is build a brand around myself. But it's marketing, isn't it? And then 100%. I'll be painting less, but do you know what I mean? It, but more effective. It's all, you know it's, I think it's probably as, if not maybe more, as, as long as that's if you haven't got a terrible product, but if you've got a good, good product, it's as, if not more important, because you can have the best products in the world, like I've said. But if no one knows about it, no who, cares? About it, who cares? You yeah, can sit no, in this, it, you can sit it, in this it, room it and paint the best it? painting on earth, but no one knows. So really like, look, like how many followers has Ice Cube got? And anyway, it's a household name through generations, like, Decades. 14 million. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's <laughs> that even he's got 14 million. Yeah, and he's, he's seen it. Did he put it on his Twitter or his Instagram? Ask him to know G. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Yeah, you, uh, randomly. Uh, so I basically, I posted up the progress. I did post the progress pictures of, of my stuff. And he saw that on Twitter. And he replied or something like that. So I then tried to make him see it once the picture was done. He said on, I see that. He said on Twitter, let me know when it's done. Yeah, but exactly. obviously you still think he's going to see it because he's got however many followers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, Everyone was just tweeting my all day and like, 100%. Yeah, like, how many people... Exactly, how many... And he's getting that all day. And so I tried I tried loads of times to get it to him. And then a couple of months went past and then all literally just out of the blue, he posted a picture on Instagram of me and the painting. So, oh, yeah. Did he tag you in it? He didn't tag me, but he wrote my name in the bio, so um, yeah, in right. the comments, so it kind of works. So I didn't get the kind of nah. the pickup of followers and that, oh, that I would have hoped, no, but yeah. it's still amazing so how, that it's still oh, on. So there. he got that from Twitter and put it on, in, on Instagram. He didn't yeah, see yeah. it on your Instagram. Yeah, he must have seen the picture uh, and like, right. screenshotted the image or something like that because yeah, he yeah. put the exact. That's still nuts, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's still decent, yeah. But that's what I mean. That's the kind of stuff that can happen. And like I was saying, off the back of that, like different stuff happens. And yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, and so then what's your, so while we're in your paintings, what's your, um, I don't know what the word is. I'll just. Why do you put these quotes up with the paintings? Do you be, is the reason that you choose to paint someone because of the quote, or do you put the quote on to match the painting? It's nice. So I, uh, the quote to match the painting, and apart from that Kanye West painting that I did first off because I love Kanye West. After that, I've only been doing commissions, so I haven't chosen to paint those people if that makes sense oh really I yeah, thought yeah, you so was like choosing these and then no no I do like a few quote pieces and stuff and I'll do the odd thing here and there but they're just like fairly straightforward and quick but 
all the other stuff I've been lucky enough that it's all come from commissions. Oh, so I'm oh, just painting decent. what people want and then attaching quotes to it and that kind of stuff. But I'm massively like it, I guess coming from that whole business thing, which we was talking about earlier, I like successful people like getting into the mindset of what makes them tick and that mm. kind of thing. And so that reinforcement of quotes is kind of where I'm coming from yeah. in terms of when you're researching um, them and getting into the mindset of like that person you're painting. And yeah, hundred percent. It kind of rubs off a little bit and kind of the rules to success or yeah. whatever. So if you were going to pass Harrison, what quote would you do for him? <laughs> all round hustler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> now, we love all that. That's for, like business. We're always listening to like podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just uh, getting into the mindset of people that's actually smashing it. Like what yeah. makes them drive or what, how they've done it. And usually the answer is pretty simple, isn't it? Just, smack, just do it. Easy. Well, this is it as well, as well. Like for a long time, I could have been doing what I was doing and stuff, but you always got that kind of... Yeah that thought of like, oh, what are people gonna think? Like a massive thing for me is that obviously working in TV, like like I said, from my Instagram and social media, you wouldn't know that I worked in TV anymore. And so I get my work through work in TV through word of mouth. And so the worry was for a long time, if I do do that and put it out that I'm doing art, 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 like you think that I'm doing it full time and then people won't contact you as much mm. and that kind of stuff and you'll be yeah. out of actual employment, yeah. like the job that's paying you. In reality, that's not the case. So like doing it and going past that kind of, that irrational fear yeah, has yeah. actually been amazing because it's like, I'm still getting work, I'm still employed, do you know what I mean? And but so I think this is, the, this is the key thing though, like, so I, I do public speaking stuff and that or whatever, like the, just the main question is people are like, oh, how did you make this business successful? Or how did you turn over so much money? I'm like, oh, do you know what? I just got up in the morning and I just cracked on. I <laughs> when, when I first started my first company, I was like 25 and um, yeah, I, I was sat in the office with my brother and I just thought the baby, I had baby Harrison at home, he was like five months old and I just do you know what I can fucking do this myself and I, and I turned around to my brother and I was like yo shall we just uh, start our own company in that he was like yeah, I'll do it if you will and we, just, and we literally just got up from our desk and just turned around to my boss and I was like sorry I'm going to have to leave mm. and the very next day we just started trading and we got up first thing in the morning and we worked 16 hour days until we made it successful yeah but I do like you're saying it as if it's nothing like it's a casual thing but I do that think is literally, for me that is what it was I no, just I know, made the decision like but the reason I'm saying that is because you're an entrepreneur at heart. Like you've set up loads of businesses, do you know what I mean? And so you're, you're deep down, you're an entrepreneur. And it's like, like I was saying earlier, I've tried loads of different stuff, but nothing really stuck because it wasn't what I was meant to. I don't know the way to describe that. Yeah, but I like think airy fairy. Yeah. That wasn't what I was meant to do. Like I've always been talented at art. And so that's now taking off because it's what I was meant to do. Do you know what I mean? It business comes easy and easy to use guys. Whereas that wouldn't come easy to most people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with that one, obviously you're smashing it. You're doing yeah, sales. No, I'm not saying like everybody should quit the job and go on it but no and if it's in the same sector and they've got the experience and they think they can do it then yeah do just go and crack on and, and do it obviously if it's a little bit uncertain and you're unsure of your market you still need to do it mm. you can't just be like the, the thought is yeah, never yeah, going to yeah. make a business you've just got to do it so even if you're then like you're doing it now part time in your spare time mm. you've, you've just got to go and do it though yeah. and then obviously come up with your marketing strategies how you're going to yeah. sell it to people and, and all the rest of it have something in place and then you've just got to crack on with it because people are like oh I don't know if I do this I'm like oh you, know, you do know how to do it because you're actively doing it right now just for some other idea just go and do it for yourself 100% and it's like stuff that you don't know how to do you just figure it out as you're going along do you yeah. know what I mean yeah I mean, well, so Harrison started his first business since we left The Apprentice you know we got investment in that one and how much have you learned Harrison from starting it so, no a year ago you launched it did you know that come up on my Facebook oh, was it you, you, you launched about a year ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, really yeah, yeah I mean yeah I didn't know half the stuff 
I know yeah. well I probably knew 1% of what I know now but I was obviously lucky enough to get an investment but then I guess I made myself go on The Apprentice and that's how then that came about but yeah I knew nothing I just had to just crack on with it but when you're younger like, and, you, and you think about business you sort of think there's like this magic uh, formula to, to, to success like someone's going to tell you if you wake up at 4.32 in the morning and you drink porridge then you're going to be successful but no it's just do it yeah, and exactly. it's really weird all the cliches you hear when you're younger they're the ones that actually are true just try it just go for it, it is work like hard you... work all day um, and like if you I think the main thing about business and doing well is like the initial like desire of what you're doing so you paint if you really like it and you want to do it then the outcome is going to be greater than if you haven't got that desire it's like a fire isn't it if you've got a huge flame yeah, you have it that. Is we read it on someone's yeah. thing before and it was like oh you don't need to be passionate about what you're selling or you don't need to be passionate about your product something like that I mean sometimes no, but 99% of the time you do it was like you don't need to be passionate about it you should just what you need to do is not something you're passionate about sorry something that's going to make you money and I'm like well no you need to do something that you're passionate about and that's going to make you money as well so for you obviously you're successful in business technically being a producer that is yeah, your own right, business yeah. and mm. you're smashing it with that you're constantly working aren't you and then you're doing this side hustle which I, I guess you're hoping is going to turn into a, a larger business as well but you need to be passionate about both don't you you can't just be like oh that's going to make me money so I'm just, uh, just never gonna work. it'll work for a few months but after a couple of years if you haven't got that passion for it it just won't work and that's I think like I was saying stuff weren't sticking before because I weren't passionate yeah, about it, it. Yeah, do you know what I mean like, you were, you'd still be doing it so now it. exactly and now like when I'm up late and stuff it's like I want to be doing it like I'd rather be doing that I'd rather yeah. be here talking about art yeah. and doing that kind of stuff than, than doing something yeah. else do you know what I mean yeah, yeah this you're, it, you're do shit for free you'll go like 100%. oh I'm going to do this oh what well, you're not paying me for this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can piss off you, you can pay is, me <laughs> that's one of them decent things like with art I can imagine where you start with a blank canvas and you finish with like a well a masterpiece I guess so it's quite a uh, rewarding job it's quite a rewarding yeah, career I mean, I'm not sure if masterpiece is the right way mate, some of them are decent yeah yeah, yeah, yeah mate, decent. some of them are decent I didn't, that, when I first saw it I was like what mm, yeah where would that come from it's just nuts no so I gave up like 10 years ago like when you go from college to uni sort of thing you've got to get like a proper business degree or like proper degree and then just ne never went back to it and it's only then 10 years on that I kind of yeah literally just randomly I was like it'd be a good way to earn a little bit of extra money see if I can sell another painting like I did 10 years earlier um, and I managed to and then from there it just kind of kicked on so what are you hoping from this are you hoping will you always stay in TV being a producer or yeah. if this if the painting took off would you be like alright this is it I'm going to do this now I think that's a, a conversation I have to have like down the line. I don't. I'm nowhere near that at the moment, sort of thing, because I can still manage and do you what. You always I'm doing. do both, you know. If you're freelance, you could do a season on yeah. something and then I, spend the rest of the year. Yes, I know. I think that when you move up in TV, the like the more of time it takes up, sort of thing. So like, mm. if you're then the, the boss of the show, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you've got course, to be more. Yeah. There's just not as much time to do it yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But no, I don't think I need to worry about that at the minute in terms of like it getting too big, sort of thing. Um, I'm just enjoying what is what's happening at the moment, and, and what do you see that? What's the next step? Is it continuing doing um, commission pieces or? Yeah, well, so this so recently I've I'm now not really doing so much work from. I'm only going to work with like influencers and people with large followings and stuff to like get myself out of there, even if that means doing it for free or whatnot. Because then I could leverage that plat like my audience later down the line. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? But for now, I just want to build it up. Do you know what I mean? And and engage with those kind of people and. The money will come down the line, but yeah, the ultimate goal is a, a five-figure painting. Decent. And then we give me one for free when they start working. As a thank you for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Lawrence, this is what made yeah. you me. You no, never that, know it could be. Is that your goal? Yeah, five-figure painting. Yeah, because I've got... you've set? Yeah, I've got to four figures, and then, yeah, five would be, would, yeah, be the, um, would be the one. What, like 
99999. No, I always said like, uh, yeah, 10. 10's good. Turn it up. But that, right, you know, real. that's just that's just a goal sort of thing. But along the way, it's a journey. And I think what we were saying earlier about there, it's not, you don't just start a business and it's successful. Right. You don't just you don't just start as a runner and then you're the exec producer of a right. show. You don't, do you know what I mean? And like with this art thing, if they say, like later down the line, I made it. There's a trust me. There's a lot of, oh, well, yeah. as you guys know, we there's so much that. work that goes into that. It's not an overnight success. Yeah. Thing. So any brand or business that's doing well, like I can more appreciate mm. like how much it takes to get to there. No and one sees it. Yeah, no one any, knows, do they? Really? And so. It's just so annoying. Like, no one knows. Harrison's looked into some competitive companies that you who's similar to yours, like, yeah. and they were like the massive. They're everywhere, aren't they? And you think, oh yeah, they're turning over millions and smashing it. Not profitable. Mm. They're still not profitable. Like five years down the line when it and they're literally in loads of different supermarkets in all these stores five years down the line still not making any money but from looking from the outside in you're like oh yeah they're killing the game whoever owns that is like living in a mansion somewhere but i do think when we're talking about instagram the facade that you can create is just i mean you can be whoever you want to be on instagram do you know what i mean so I don't Even really down to like all the filters, like literally, you can be a different person on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I see people yeah. and then you see them in real life. Do you know, like people you might follow or whatever, or even just like friends at this point oh, as well. Everybody's somebody, doing it. Somebody, and you see folk and then I see them in real life. I'm like, what? The, you are not the same yeah. human being. It is literally that different. Yeah. I mean, some of these girls that you see in real life and their Insta profiles, it's literally like, it's outrageous, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's outrageous. I, I went out on a date the other day and it was just like, <laughs> fucking hell. Were you catfish? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like what? Go and tell us. Well, I mean, she just don't look like how yeah, she's yeah. meant to look. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she's meant to look. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, look, you can beat anyone. But I do think that there's a massive pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself as well because of what you see on social media subconsciously yeah. in terms of keeping up with what's going on. Like, you look around and I'm 29 now, so I think you should have made it, you should be driving a Bentley or, yeah, do you know what I mean, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, that's what it seems like. And then you'll you'll work on these programs, whatever, or you'll meet these people, and it's rented, mum's bought it, dad's bought it, away, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So you know yeah, they've what? got I, it. I, but I honestly it's not. think like that is a huge problem now for the, for the generation coming up, or even like for the generation just one below mine. Like I'm a bit older, so I I was kind of I missed the boat on the social media stuff. Like I went on Facebook and that. Yeah, by the way, you haven't known boat has been missed. I think we're only at the beginning of. No, yeah, but I, I just don't. It, I'm just not that affected by social media, and I look mm-hmm. at it and I look at it like that is bullshit. Like I see straight through it. Whereas younger people. Yeah, like Grayson now, when it, he's going to grow up and it's going to be embedded in. Well, yeah, it's society, isn't it? So you'll know no different, whereas... But I think, yeah, yeah no, so I think weird, I can it? look at it and think, this is bullshit. Like, there's even times me and you, Harrison, will have conversations, and will be like, oh, but they're doing this and they're doing that, and I'm just not great at social media. I, I don't really look at everybody else's shit because I just I crack on with my own thing. But sometimes, like, you are guilty of looking at other mm. people's things, and you'll be like, mm. oh, but they're doing this, that, and they're and I'm like, ah, they fuck, Harry. Like, that is, that is just not... That's not happening. Like, stop looking at your competitors, thinking they're smashing it, or just other human beings... Because it, it will be bullshit and it's so easy to put it. I can just go and walk into a Ferrari garage and take a picture of a Ferrari and everybody will think because I run The Apprentice or because I've got a business, I've now bought a Ferrari. I'm not. I'm just in Ferrari garage. Like You can't look at these things. And, and you know what then? If they are doing it and in real life they are smashing it, fucking fair player. But I I don't give a shit. Like, so why do you? Don't I? tell you about this so I'm like why do you give a shit and I think this next generation coming up the parents need to be saying to them like this this is not reality reality TV social media is not fucking reality but parents don't know that though do you know what I mean 
Yeah, because your parents are, are only just getting on to fucking rap. Like, like the only thing is all of this bullshit. All you need to know is just go and fucking work hard. Go and work hard and don't look at what else everybody else is doing because it is just it's not true, is it? Yeah, and I think like you can look at whatever like even with the art and stuff like you can look at what everyone else is doing you'd be like oh that person is doing so much better or is amazing sort of thing but you've got to carry on working on yeah, your because that's, that. that's not helping you like they could be doing stuff for free when you're yeah. actually charging yeah. so it, it can you're not going to know like they're not going to yeah. know that and so like but it makes your head fall off there'll be times when you're feeling yeah. a bit down in yourself and that's when like you'd be more guilty of going on and looking over it's not like obsessed with this doing yeah, it all the time yeah, yeah, but I mean like just like in the happened. in the past it was more when you first yeah, started yeah. up and then yeah. you'd look at other people's wouldn't you yeah. and I'd be like stop looking at them stop looking at them I can look at my competitors and think oh their magazine's really big yeah. or this is really good and that's really good and, and it just it, it, ultimately it does not matter because yeah. you don't actually know what's going on with them or within their businesses you know what's going on with your own I think, like, to add to what you were just saying there, I think that's why on my Instagram especially, but also on, like, Twitter and, and all the other platforms that I use, I'm trying to, like, I do as much Q&A, reply to comments, any, like, person that DMs me, just a question about how they can do this or that, I'll just give them the honest truth and I try and do that, be as transparent as possible because yeah. I, I think, like we're talking about, it's too easy to get caught up in what this this fake world and so... I'm trying to give a little bit of like a real like I'm still in my bed, bedroom painting pictures. Mm. I want people to see that to yeah. know that, yeah, okay, the end result is nice and stuff, and I'm able to get it to this person or that person. But my actual reality is still quite. Well, the actual it's, reality it's, is that you work well hard. Yeah, it's, 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 but it's yeah. very normal, and I think that the more I think that in this second wave of Instagrammers and all this kind of social media, being authentic is going to be the key sort of thing. I and I 100 yeah. agree. I think that's going to be the next thing. And the people who like I've interviewed some influencers on this podcast previously, and just some normal people who've got millions of followers as well. And everybody is turning a little bit more into. Yeah, no, I want, the, like, so for instance, I interviewed Charlotte and she's like, I want this to be a window into my life. I don't want it to be where I'm just plugging loads of things because people are paying me for it, do it. And 100%. It, this, this is, I think the more people are becoming more honest now, but I think it's needed as well. 100%, because if you've got a massive <laughs> following now, the deals are, they're paying you so much that it's difficult to turn that down. Yeah. I don't want to see no girl with no hair product in their teeth biting down on it. Like, I don't want to see none of that. <laughs> I don't want to see promoting air fresheners. I don't care about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to that person or that person page for a certain niche content do you know yeah. what I mean um, like outside of your immediate friends do you know what I mean um, and so I think what I'm trying to do is not get caught up in doing any brand deals or anything like that that will jeopardise that do you know what I mean yeah yeah um, you're not going to see but me because then you'll like just end up like losing your followers as well people will just lose interest in it because they'll be like oh you're just trying to sell my shit and actually I'm genuinely interested in what you're painting 100% and I'm like that's why I'm like provide value first I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk I think we spoke off yeah. here a little bit about it briefly but like the guy's philosophy on things is so right in that I'm just there to provide value that audience will then then go like say for example if I give away a free print then that person will go and tell another person oh I've got this print or whatever you from the competitions that I do every month and mm. then that's an extra person that knows about me do you know what I mean yeah. and that's yeah. what I'm all about at the beginning like now rather than trying to just yeah, get short to like that short, short term, term money to take a deal uh, to I don't know yeah promote yeah, yeah, and funnily enough, you know, the, the, I've had another guy on as well called the Bald Hiker, and he was saying, um, he's, he started on Twitter when it was just started Twitter, and so now he's got like 700,000 followers, and he just 
he's just a hiker and he just takes pictures yeah yeah and he just takes pictures of where he goes hiking and that and he was like but no in the beginning days he would like use twitter as a weapon kind of and be like oh if you don't give me this you give me terrible service, I'm going to tweet it to everybody and I've got this minute. Do you know when he'd be like, no, he stays away from negativity and he's like, he doesn't take, he's like, I think he said something like 20% of the trips he goes on uh, where they paid him, but he will only go on that trip because he genuinely wants to go to that place and everything else is just where he has paid for it himself and he's just going on a trip because that is why he's got the followers ultimately. Because people are just interested in seeing what what he is interested in and different like views or different mountains or different climbs and all the rest of it. And it's staying true to what you're doing because otherwise you've just what you you're all over the show you're in a different business really aren't you you're not you're not actually doing your thing what you started out doing yeah definitely and i think that like definitely i think it can seem like you're starting from nowhere these days if you're just starting out trying to get something off the ground mm. but i honestly believe like even i've been including myself in that as well that you can build a really engaged little following sort of thing that can become something big, even if you are just starting now. Because you'll, you'll start it and you'll think, oh God, how am I going to get to like a million followers? Seems to be like the, the benchmark these days yeah. of like being yeah. an influencer. But that's like, that was, you've got bearing in mind what Instagram's, how old? Like nine, yeah, seven, eight, something years. Years, years old. old is what I'm saying. And so the algorithms are different than back in the day and all that mm. kind of stuff, which meant they, they got them followers. But now, do you know what I mean? You can still do well even if you're starting out. Do you know what I mean, I think that yeah, can seem quite daunting. The, in the, the initial start-up's a nerve-wracking bit, isn't it? Because you think, oh, they're there, how am I going to get there? It's going to take too long. Yeah. But you can do it. Just, well, it's oh, just like with anybody, it's, just, it's just like your turnover. Though. You can, I can look at my competitors and think, oh, they're turnover 50 million. I do not. And like, how am I going to get from this to that? It's only the same as the social media thing, isn't it? The only way you're going to get there is by grafting, sticking at it, mm. and staying true to your brand or your a, product, whatever it is. It's a long game as well. Like, so what I was saying about like taking brand deals and blah blah blah. That's all, yeah, short term money and stuff. But if you're planning on doing this or a working career for like I don't know even twenty years, that's yeah. a lot of time to do some damage. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, slow and steady, I think. Is yeah, so you just look at it like it's just part of your business. It's an arm of yeah. your business, isn't it? That's your marketing tool, and you've got to stick at it like you're going to stick at your yeah. business. You've got to stick at that. And I'm a very impatient person, so doing it this way is painful. But yeah, it's an I think long term it'll yeah, be the best. Keep mind yourself. Just like with any business, yeah. it is. You just there's times when you just feel like pulling your own head off because like, why is this not working yet? But you've just got to yeah. clear your head and sit back on. So Lawrence, why don't you tell us number one where people can see you? And you, I know you've give your Instagram, but your Twitter as well, and um, and let us know what you what your plans are next. But yeah, so all my uh, my Twitter is Lawrence M White. And same on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, plans next, carry on painting. Get to as many um, influencers and people with large followers as possible to get my artwork out there and still carry on doing the producing work, which in turn will hopefully get me to those exact people that I just mentioned. Amazing. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for listening. Please remember to visit www.michaela-wayne.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast, leave your feedback and don't troll.